0: grow
1: it from the
0: stash hey what's up guys do you want to get your hands on the latest from the stash merch check the links below get the from the stash store and go check to see the latest drop we appreciate all the support as always and we will check you in the next epi a huge shout out to ac infinity They recently released their humidifier. This is an easy top-fill system that allows you to adjust the moisture levels from the outside of your tent. It connects to the Controller 69, which makes things so much easier to use. You can follow it on your app. You can see it from outside the tent without ever having to step inside. If you head over to acinfinity.com, use promo code THESTASH15, you can save a few dollars off not only the humidifier, but all of their products. And while you're at it, thank them for being a sponsor of today's video it is a q a epi here today because you know what uh, we've been asked quite a bit from the community uh, to do these to do these believe it or not because every episode we put in the uh, on on the channel in the bottom there's tons of questions always and you know people ask are these episodes even live do you guys talk to the audience believe it or not we do first question i saw was a very important one uh it was from uh dang it it was about skin. uh chris's skincare routine uh curious chris what, what? do you use i uh yeah i am snap says i need mr grow skincare routine
2: what are you using on your skin bro <laughs> <laughs> uh origins ever heard of it it's a skincare company they've got a face scrub and then there's also a moisturizer so
1: you really do have a face okay i <laughs> should hope so i got one yeah i should
2: hope so <laughs> what what why not right yeah, yeah. You I just sucking... something right i mean some people i guess you just use a bar s- soap or whatever but that stuff dries out your skin doesn't it
0: <laughs> yep i have sensitive skin man like it's it's bad like if i'm not careful a lot of times i gotta be careful with my hat because underneath my hat collects a lot of sweat and stuff so yeah i, I have a, i got one too i use a scrub myself really enjoy it because it clears your pores and yeah I feel <laughs> inadequate, guys. This is another one. You Leveling my skincare up again. Like what the fuck? Is well, what like, do you
2: do, Rob? use the fucking shampoo
1: soap on fucking uh, washcloth. I don't know.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. That's okay. That's still a little skincare routine. Right you, you, you're blessed that you have. You don't have to deal with like I, If I don't take care of my face, man, it's acne, man. Growing up, I had tons and tons and tons of acne, and you know what? I, you know, I, I used to say I wouldn't wish acne upon anyone. But I actually, you know what I do, uh, because it builds character, man, to go through life having shit on your face, pizza face. I'm saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It it builds character. You build confidence in yourself to be able to go out and have a conversation with somebody with this giant fucking thing on your face, staring everybody down like it's going to beat somebody up, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Confidence builder. I'm thankful. I I honestly believe that the personality I am today has a lot to do with the fact that I dealt with acne growing up. Bastard! This guy hasn't dealt with any. He's just like
2: oh, ah.
1: I've, I've had it. In the best, but just the way. because you're just like you know. I don't wish this on anybody, but I do. But I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I use Calmag. like listen. I don't wish this on my worst enemy, but I do.
0: Um, I would wish like, this on my best friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, boy, I was chubby back then, so like I don't know. I had some things. Face broke out here and there. I Had a couple Whopper Juniors. You know, it's worse when you got none, and then you got some, and it's like, poof, look
0: at that fucking thing. So right, I get it. Yeah, we I get it. Yeah, and boys can't do makeup. Well, we guess we could, but some nowadays, like 2022, didn't. we can't make. <laughs> I suppose it is to yourself. It's just yeah. It's you, you can get. It's obvious. Like it's just obvious. You go to class and you got makeup on your face as a man. You know, in one spot.
1: This could be an interesting Q and A. Uh, we had a five dollar <laughs> question. Good? Yeah, what for, we got uh, is a hamburger or a sandwich. Very debatable. Mm. Not in my opinion. No, different buns, son. Yeah, yeah, whole that's, different
2: shit. Chris, is a hamburger a sandwich? That's the question. It's yeah, yeah, a, a funny, question, Chris. Funny Q and i I'm sure that was a five
0: dollar question too. That's a five dollar <laughs> question. Some I need a I need a million dollar answer. Uh,
2: uh, at least a, a six dollar th- th- answer. That's a great question. That's no. like asking if uh, if turkey bacon is bacon. You know, <laughs> it's like, but like, it's not. It's turkey bacon, <laughs> it's
0: turkey bacon,
2: but it's, it's still turkey bacon. bacon. Yeah, I don't uh, think hamburger is a sandwich, right? It's a hamburger. Uh, it's, a, it's between a bun.
0: <laughs> a sandwich is between bread. As soon as you put a bun in, it changes the equation, the dynamic. It's just you can't cut it into fourths anymore. That uh, that should be the criteria. So, this
2: questions are too difficult. I give up. Re- <laughs>
0: hey, you have a
2: degree. I'm just so <laughs> I, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I-, I would say no, wholeheartedly. No, it is not a sandwich. Come on, come on pissing around and if you put as soon as you put it on a bun it's a bun witch okay that's just fact that's fact okay uh let's just put a trigger warning out there before we get any farther into this episode because lord knows what we're getting into these questions may be offending but if you have any questions guys whether it's related to gardening lifestyle anything in between uh that's what we're gonna do here today because we do get asked to do some q a questions and we want to hear what uh you guys have uh brewing uh within within your consciousness uh Morbid says I'm not high enough. I'm not high enough for these interrogation questions.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, 240. Here's
2: a good one. IPM for beginners. So maybe just quick routine. What's your IPM routine? Maybe go around on this one. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Chris Well, for me, what recently I've been using is the uh, Cantrol from Mammoth. Yes. That's been working out really good. I Very mean I nice. got rid of my gnats that I had. Uh, just spraying once a week, and really, I've only been spraying once I start to see the gnats. And that has helped everything. Um, diatomaceous earth, I mix that in sometimes in the, the top part of the soil, you know, and start of planting, that helps. That actually breaks down into a silica, so it can be beneficial as well for the plant. Um, I was doing essential oil sprays. I kind of stopped doing those just because I don't really need to do them. But, you know, five to 10 drops of essential oils into water, and then a surfactant. Mix it all together. Some people just use like a little bit of dish soap. But Dr. Bronner's dish soap is, is something to use mix that all together and spray it onto the plants and onto the soil and all that stuff. And then the yellow sticky traps. Um, that's part of IPM, right? So mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. basically it. Off, like, I can think off, off the top of my head. How about you guys?
1: We've got damn near the same thing. I've got this uh, fuck, I always forget what it is. It's a type of uh, orchid, but it's like a It's of a Lilo. I forgot to damn it. I got it in one of my videos, man, and I'm pretty baked. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but it's a longer name, but Flying pests will go to it, and it'll eat it kind of like a uh, Venus flytrap. It attracts it to there with like a pheromone, and it'll eat them. And you don't have to feed it at all, just straight water. I have two of those in my garden. Don't really need them that often. Sometimes I do have to feed them because there's not as many flying bugs. But um, really the same same shit for the most part as Chris, which is cool. That cannon control is a fucking beast, man. I recently started implementing that just for IPM. I ran into gnats at 1.2, and it was almost like immediate uh, impact. Like that same day... Yeah, they were just slowly dying off. So that shit is solid. Colin and the team knows what they're doing.
2: I forgot Dr. Zymes is another one I've used that has been good in the past. So
1: Yeah, Dr. Zymes I've used in the past. Jadab is another wood. You could have, like, there's a natural to make that. Um, early, early veg and neem oil makes people freak out about that, but whatever. Science says otherwise. And then um, what else is another one? Rosemary is another what GDP
0: um, I, I I'm a you strong pay. believer yeah that IPM comes <laughs> before you uh, like IPM comes before you get in the tent uh, a lot of it has to do with staying clean uh, I, I do a lot of my gardening first thing in the morning so that I avoid going out doing yard duties or any kind of work in the in the grass or outside of any sorts. Uh, I actually believe it or not, I do a lot of naked gardening. I think that that really helps cut down on a lot of shit. No clothing, no hair, no dust, anything that I'm bringing from upstairs. I got two dogs. One's a, a Chow it's Chow, very, very fluffy. Yeah, I comb it's it. A- he uh, uh, put a little hairnet <laughs> on it. Yeah, pull, little
2: it's, a, it's also a form of uh, precision stress for the plants, you know, seeing, seeing you naked. So yeah, like
0: that's right. Down. Small amounts of stress is goes, goes <laughs> a long way. <laughs> <point. try> <laughs> of <that> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he knows. He knows uh yeah yeah you just uh shout out to no. the anonymous gifting. i digress yeah the anonymous gifter with five gifted subs thank you guys if you're watching this over on youtube actually we're streaming this live in front of a live digital audience over on twitch twitch.tv slash from the stash you can come check us out we're live every single week on thursdays at one o'clock central 12 nope two eastern Time 11 pacific
2: i'll get it i'll one, get not it not you not you, you <laughs> got no i'll get central. it eventually. We switched
0: our times up. We switched our times up, so now I'm trying to remember the. Just at some point layout.
2: on Thursdays. <laughs> but that's <laughs> why notifications uh, on, and then you'll be notified.
0: That's it. That's why you've got your notifications on, guys. But when it comes to IPM, as I said, a lot of it comes before I even get in the garden. Uh, a clean, healthy self is going to lead to a clean, healthy garden. Um, don't wear your shoes in the garden uh, if you've been outside. Those kind of things. And then, aside from that, uh, I like to do a lot of trimming. I like think keeping a nice, clean plant. A lot. Of, I get a lot of hate for the amount of air circulation that I keep in my garden um, because I've got four circulation fans, four clip-on of those clip-on fans going in there. And uh, even though I only have two of them running at the moment... Uh, they, they're just clipped on ready and going because I like to set my tent up before the plant goes. Um, I, I do think that circulation in your tent certainly helps with bug control as well. If they can't land and breed, they're not going to. So that's that's a, one of those things that I keep in mind as well. Uh, and, and, you know, just a, a good uh, three spray regimen and as chris said i don't do that either because i don't have a problem right now if you can follow steps one two and three you can avoid steps four five and six when it comes to ipm you know um, if you do start to see a presence of something then that's when i will start to include four five and six and the four five and six is now a spray regularly removing them from the tent cleaning the tent a little more regularly those kind of things so yeah, great question. IPM is definitely one of those things that, as a beginner, you, you're not thinking of because it doesn't involve smoking beautiful, glorious buds. But it's something that you have to take into consideration because it's not if you get bugs; it's when you get bugs. Okay, remember that. Great
2: question. Yeah, that is absolutely. And next one in here: When do you guys put on uh, plants under light during the germination stage? After the Colleen leaves show or before? It's a tough word. It's a tough word. Uh,
0: um, usually uh, before, personally. But very, we, sorry, very, state very the meaningful. question again? I, I don't think I understood the question. Like, when so do you I'm, put them under light? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, immediately. Sorry, go ahead. I just start very low light initially because, you know, again, you don't need a whole lot of light to get started. But then you got to think about when you transition that light from low light and distant to closer up in because you don't want to get that stretchy, lanky. Seedling. It's, it starts out bad. It's not going to be a solid plant overall. So, usually after about a week and I start to see that plant growing, that's when I'll start to bring the light closer, still really low level light. And then at that point, I'll slowly increase the intensity, but still keeping it very
2: low. I'll plant the seed into the medium and then put it into my grow space with the lights on because I don't know when it's going to sprout. So, once the, it sprouts, it'll immediately have that light. Now, I've done it in the past before where and actually, I've set my light so it's on the light cycle, um, you know, eighteen-six light cycle for veg, for example. And the plant sprouted during lights off. When the lights turn back on, the seedling's yellow, so it's like it hasn't received that light. Um, but yeah, I just normally it goes back to green after a little while. But uh, but yeah, having light on it right away, I think is a, what most people do.
0: Yep, uh, that's that's what I meant immediately. Um, and I'm using a, the the exact same light that I'm using in flower is the exact same light that I'm using in veg is the exact same light that I'm using in germinate or uh, in, in germination. Uh, it's just a matter of distance and intensity, right? You do not need that. My, personally, I'm using the, the SE 5,000 uh, or 7,000. You don't need that cranked up to high right on top of that plant. That's ludicrous. I would put that, pl- I would, I would put the light all the way to the top of the tent at about 50%. I want to be able to expose the, 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 that seedling to almost as much light as possible as it can so that when it does come out, there's no acclimation. If, a, a lot of times if you take a, a, a seedling that, that you put in, say, a Ziploc bag and you put it in a cupboard and it germinates, and you're like, oh, exciting, and then you put it in the medium and then you put it under a light, It dies. Because the light is way too intense. It's too cold. It's a change of environment, so on and so forth. So just, I, I plant it and forget it. That's a common thing. Stick in the soil under the light. The light's about four or five feet high uh, at about 50%. Works for me. And then as soon as it, you know, as soon as it starts to germinate, that's when it's, that's another question, but you're playing that distance game, right? That's when you're in intensity and distance, how much and how far, but immediately right away, you're just going to let it do its thing.
2: What well, yeah. PPFD and seedling early veg, I do 200 to, you know, basically 200 for a little bit, like first few days, then I'll raise it up to 400 while it's in seedling. And then, um, you know, slowly kind of work its way up as it gets through veg, 400, 500, 600. And then in flowering, I'm 600 to 900 generally. So. I have yeah, a par meter, so I'm uh, able to dial things in. Do you guys have par meters, or not I was
1: just gonna say. I think it's about having a par meter that if you know, yeah. starting low and gradually hardening, like hardening that that cultivar off a little bit. So you don't want to jump right into it in terms of like intense light. It, it needs to gradually increase, slowly but surely. Whether you have it dialed in exactly the PPFD or just low to high, very, very gradual for sure.
0: I go with Chris's answer. My answer is fucked if I know, man. I'm fucking <laughs> planted and forget it bro who do you think you're asking here i like chris answer these ones Hello, uh I know. uh no i don't know uh the the controller 69 pro has given me a lot of readings now but it's not doing it's not doing power. it's doing vpd
1: big shout out to ac infinity on that one i just opened mine up it's a banger
0: oh it's sweet oh yeah. my gosh yeah. don't even get me started i'll rant about it for way too long uh, um
1: about flavor uh, that's one i've man Super geek. Big shout out to the team over there, Ventana Plant Science. They just sent out double the order to the crew over at Franklin Field. So we're running it at Franklin. Full nice. capacity, man. Room 7 is insane compared to the rest of the fucking place. Like night and day in terms of the growth, you could just see it. And the only other variable is using flavor. Essentially, it's a polymer that's going to bind these nutrients and help the plant uptake it in a different form. Like more how it's supposed to be taken versus force feeding it all the same. So each plant will have more of a diverse characteristic to it like it's supposed to have increase the terpenes flavonoids overall cannabinoids and the yield seems crazy but it's a polymer so if you know anything about polymers it's how that works with the initial product that you're putting into it
0: and i don't but what i do know is that I've, i've seen like a scientific report and an analysis from people an independent study where it said the 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 increases in terpenes potency and yield and I was like, what? It, this is like, when they say that there's a, like, this is the, this is the, the, the prot, like, this is the missing, the smoking gun, this is the missing th- key. It seems like this is exactly it. But I'm not going to say that yet because I'm using it. Uh, I, I like, I'm really enjoying it, but I haven't seen the results yet myself. So due time, but man, to see an independent study from scientists saying that it was like twenty. What did you say? Twenty two percent more potency, or was it uh, po- they had terpene a, profile? A, it was yeah, they went from. I 1. need the paper.
1: it to two point four percent, and then they had a fucking fourteen percent increase in overall yield. So and, essentially, and, it's like and,
0: yeah, and there was a twenty two percent increase in something as well, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I believe that was the, the uh, overall cannabinoids. But it's a biostimulant. So just the way it works is it's it's, it's a little more big brain than me. I'm going to read exactly what it is here. So essentially it supports the nutrients assimilation in the phytochemical production. So it, it can help basically the way that those nutrients are being worked within the plant, not just adding another nutrient into your plant. This isn't like, a, oh, well, here's a new nutrient. It's making it work better. It's And it can work with anything. So that's why we're doing it and, they're not currently sponsoring us, so it's not like we're just talking shit. Like, when we don't just throw things out there and be like, yeah, they give us money, so we say it. Like, this one is changing my fucking garden and it's changing on the commercial level, too. So, I'm hoping that they can get this out to the masses, keep a price point that's solid mm-hmm. and, and do the right thing because we need more of this kind of stuff so we don't have to buy a fucking whole line of nutrients. We can just get one bottle to add into what we're already doing or, you know, a soil grow, whatever you're doing. That's the key, personally.
0: Nice. Now, of course, like we had George and nate on the podcast and and when they explain this to and the way that i understood it was it it is essentially it grabs or binds those nutrients together to be taken up by the plant and it makes it easier and more efficient for the plant to do that and it's like the first of like it's like whether it's the first of its kind or just the most effective of its kind i've i'm trying to figure it out but again if you go watch the episode that we did with george and nate they talk about it they talk about it right there and so yeah yeah it, it, again it's 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 it, it it's not that hard to believe that we are finding better and better products because science is in its infancy in my opinion there's still so much more to grasp and to learn on how the functions of the plant really you know act with different variables but we are going to see, we're going to see these incredible things hit the stage. And we're going to be like so skeptical of it. Like, really? Is it that good? When it's going to be that good. It's just going to be that good. Because we're not using the same nutrients that we've been using or the same method that we've been using for the last 30, 40 years.
1: Whew. Yeah, and because it, it is pricey. I see that. eighty-four <laughs> ninety-nine for a quart. So it's, it's definitely not a cheap one. But it's like, if you don't got to buy a bunch of other nutrients, uh, this is worth doing in my opinion Mm -hmm. personally yeah
2: i I did take notes while they were i mean i can explain it really quick it's uh aspartic acid which is a natural amino acid they do a fermentation process add heat to it to polymerize it so it's a polymer that's in like a dna shape With it holds a negative charge so it's going to actually grab positive charge nutrients prevents precipitants and then um, you know that helps obviously increase nutrient uptake and helps hold the nutrients in solution so there's the that's sweet
0: sweet scientific so hopefully that, reasoning hopefully directly that from you. the
2: formulation Sorry. chemist
0: <laughs> that's amazing and, and hopefully that answers your question of course um I, i'm sure there's always going to be more to learn um i i did see another question um i, I kind of wanted to touch on it was i want to give credit to where credit's due here if you can find it and then tell me wink um when do you oh there it is uh dr bruce 15 when do you stop defoliating i read it so chris what do you think
2: I I try to avoid defoliating as much as possible. When I do do it, I do it like late veg, before flipping a flower. I'll do a defoliation, and then I'll try to avoid doing it for the rest of the grow if I can. But every pheno is going to be different, right? Like you're going to get more leafy stuff. Like my chill out OG, for example, is super leafy, and um, just changing that, uh, just being able to strip the leaves off of that, I'm going to have to do that more frequently than I would off of a different type of cultivar or pheno that's maybe longer inner nodes less leaf on it so on and so forth so i try to avoid as much as possible i'll, I'll do it uh, in veg before flipping the flower i might do it once or twice while in the stretching phase and then that's it what about you guys
1: man it's crazy because it varies per cultivar and what's weird is the phenotype that i kept which i didn't keep but i had of your gelato G was not that leafy. The leaf-to-bud ratio was really nice. I wish I would have fucking just kept it around because you would have loved to have that one to work with, I feel. It was so ideal of a grower. Like uh, I'm running some more of them, so we'll hopefully find another. But uh, usually by th- week three of flowers, when I'm doing any default, like at the most, and then it, towards the end of flower sometimes, I'll do some, like right when my plants are decaying and it's, it's ending there. Now in the commercial grow setting, it's a trip, man, because you'll see people doing the schwezing technique what they call it i believe so it's like stripping everything all the fan leaves off of there and you will go into some of these spaces and it makes sense and others it doesn't some cultivars get treated the same now i know going into the franco fields grow yesterday i saw a mother plant being treated that way and it looked rough but then later in the day beautiful vibrant and then the buds are just massive already so it's like does there science be on the technique i don't think so but what do I know in that case? For me, I'm too worried to strip too much off of the plants. I feel like these are like your satellites, your your, uh, your main receptors to getting the, the light. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Total bro science in that case, but I don't do too much to damage the plant too far in. I try to make sure that it does its own thing and make sure I do other training techniques that have opened up that canopy more versus having to rip stuff off. I'll tuck the leaves versus, you know, plucking the leaves if I can.
0: Yep. What you be uh yeah uh same idea uh, i guess <clears throat> really we should done I, look, in my opinion understanding the definition of defoliating and then just removing leaves is a good distinction to make um defoliating is in my opinion a mass removal of leaves um f- for whether it's a cleaning purpose ipm purpose uh i i guess yeah yeah uh, popping would be another one um I, I will quit defoliating, I guess is a good way to put it. I, I, I quit removing leaves at about week three of flower. Uh, I find it's along with any kind of training method. Again, Rob made a good point. It's cultivar specific. Some need it, some don't. But g- generally speaking, um, you know, uh, by week three, no more touchy touchy. It's, uh, you're done. You're no more tu- You're not gonna touch the plant anymore and you're gonna let it do its own thing. And that, that goes along for a defoliation but typically i'm pulling leaves like the entire time like i i, I like symmetry i like um I, 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 uh, clear penetration of light i like uh cleanliness i like a lot of things that involve constantly removing the leaves that in my opinion are not where they should be uh for lack of a better answer you know if if it's under the canopy it's gonna go um if it's you know if it's get if it's Touching up against another leaf, any room for precipitation or anywhere for mold to grow in between the leaves? I'm going to remove them. Some say move them. Uh, you know, I will and sometimes do, but in you know, it really depends. It really depends. But defoliating, as it is in its question, and a typical pigeon long-winded answer. I don't do it past three weeks in flower. Or oh, said, that's, that's good though. It's good though.
2: There's a qu- question here, content creator question. I don't know if you guys saw this. Doom Rider, do you do your own editing? And what editors do you use? I assume you mean like editing program. So I can speak for all three of us. We all use Adobe Premiere Pro for editor. And then as far as do I do my own editing? I did my own editing up until last September. Then I took on an editor for partial editing. So the editor that I have does the Garden Talk series, Garden Talk podcast. He will basically format it, put it all together, and then I'll do one final run through of it. And then I'll release it to the public. Uh, my main channel videos, I still do them on my own. Sometimes I'll I'll edit it, and then I'll send it off to my editor to, like, add in overlays and stuff like that. But, uh, but, yeah, I'm still doing a lot of my own editing. What about you guys?
1: Yeah, I'm doing all my editing other than, well, I used to do Top Buds and From the Stash. And then, luckily, I don't anymore. Big shout out to Mrs. P helping on Top Buds. And then the homie Jesse making it happen over here on From the Stash, beautiful. And then Wink making shit beautiful on the front end, so we don't got to do a whole lot there. But no, nah, I just do the editing for Rob Blogs because it's more like I guess intimate, different. Every every episode is different, and then um, CLTV as well. I do all the editing. Been doing it for the last eight years. So, you, yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm I'm picky and critical on what I like.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. I've always been a a record, edit, publish all within about a six hour span every day. Or like when I was doing, it, I was doing that every day um and before when i had to work I, I only had a small window of time it was like an hour before so i had to do it all in like an hour so yeah i do all my own editing uh thankfully i don't have to do anything for any of the other channels because we've got great editors that do that for us um and i probably will continue to do my own editing it's just something i enjoy it's a moment of zen it, it, it is very stressful it definitely takes a lot of time um but i, I like the reward I like the reward that's in the end. I really enjoy putting on my headphones, working myself to a beat. I make myself laugh for what that's worth. So,
2: yeah,
0: yeah,
1: absolutely, man. It just it depends on what kind of content you're making. Chris has done a very good job at making a format that he can outsource. But then, like you said, his main channel, he kind of needs his touch on that still. That's it. You know, there's certain things you can out like from the stash. We've got a formula and a format that stays consistent. Not every other show does, and like pigeons. Channel has inspired roblogs completely, and that's really how I've taken that on too is like kind of in the moment film and edit right then, you know so yeah
2: yeah it took me a long time to hand off like I've been talking about getting an editor, and i just i didn't think it was going to be possible like i didn't think somebody was would be able to edit to my standards and a big shout out to Jesse he does from the stash and he does the the garden talk series yeah. um, he is a professional and, you know, he's, he does a great job all around. So big shout out to him and it allows me to create more content, right? Because if I'm not doing the editing, if I'm spending four five, six hours on the edit, well then I can film something, you know, or I can write a piece of content or, or whatever. So um, it, it's super beneficial. I hope to be able to hand off more things to my editor in the future
0: yeah that is a I, I in fact i remember the three of us having a conversation about you getting an editor <laughs> yeah. and uh wanting to pass it off and to see how uh you know it, it, the, the release you know the give and that that takes a lot it takes a lot you know even oh, my, right. my wife is is one of my editors if you will for like for, for for top buds and uh you know giving is tough it is tough to give that creative you know you know you passion really but the moment you do and the thing is is like i'm going to be getting into more content that i really feel like would allow me to give up to an editor i did the uh uh dude grows interview and good god would it have been nice to hold someone else accountable for all those editing mistakes but that was me that was me So, yeah, and they wouldn't have happened. It simply wouldn't have happened if there was somebody far better at this than me. So I can't wait to get to a point where I create content that can be pushed off so I can spend more time to a creative edit or a creative content, you know. Um, But, yeah, it'll come. It's due time. I don't think you need to rush, though, if it's a question coming from someone that's like, I need an editor. No, you don't. I don't think you do. Not yet. Not yet. No, especially
1: not if you're not making any money to pay for it. Don't just fucking.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point because these are not free. They're not free. No one works for free. no. No. Except for except for my management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to you also,
1: manager. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man, I saw another question that was a good one. I am stoned, so I don't forgot who did it. We we should figure out a way to make it so we just pull the single question up instead of the whole chat on the screen. That'd be dope. So we could just have that one.
0: That would be dope.
1: Yeah. That should be fly. But um something about having your ro water or purified water going into a humidifier it's a question i've had a lot of people ask me and you know with ac infinity just dropping the new badass humidifier big shout out to them for a top loading humidifier like how, how has that not been a thing
2: for, Bro, she got to pause on that how the fuck has that <laughs> i have another brand that's top fill, but yeah it's for many years is like you there have are to other brands tank flip it over unscrew the thing and yeah
0: but not other brands plug into the same unit that all your other shits plugged in. Again, I can't, I'm not going to talk about because I will just rant about these guys and I sound like a mainstream sellout, <laughs> but it's like, again, this is a company that's listening to the community, answering the, uh, to the questions that we have. We have talked about how the community needs every single one of the products that have been released. And what do you know? They're being released. And it, yep. And I'm so thankful and I'm proud that they're a a proud sponsor of pigeons and from the stash and, and the three of us. So any goose, any goose, any goose. Um, Uh, So with that being said, you know, I in the past have
1: said frigate and I've just put tap water in and I get like calcium buildup and they stop working over time. They just don't work as good. When I've used RO water, it's done really well. Now, big shout out to uh, my boy Mark over at perfect gardens. And Dave Hansen, of course, sent over this Drops of Balance. So I've been using this as just an easy peasy to go into stuff like that that I need to take care of. Essentially, this is going to help remove the chlorine, heavy metals, and sodium fluoride, which is fucking sweet. It's all natural, easy to use, and it'll help remineralize your water, too, in a good way. So this, I haven't seen any sort of funky mineral deposits like I've seen with— So that shit— You don't think you would—
0: Really? It, does it not, like, leave any residual, like, the bottom it, or nothing? It, there's
1: a little, you notice, like, there's almost a film on top that I noticed when I let it sit in there, and then I just took a, a fishing fucking... Uh, so it's separating it. Is yeah. that like, what it's, it's doing? kind of separate, yeah. It's huh. crazy. Huh. It's a trip. Yeah. Cool. It cool. is a trip. So big shout out to Mark's Big Brain, because he put together this product. It's called Drops of Balance, and this is helpful there. Otherwise, if you've got, like, a boogie brew filter or something to clean that water a little bit, depending on where you live, you know, but... If you're and using you a just, reverse osmosis, it, you got to pay for that over time. That filter is gonna have to be changed. Know that, like constantly.
0: Uh, water is pretty hard. I get it. I get it. And like I, I used to have three hundred parts. That's what our water used to be before we got a beautiful water plant. Now that I don't even have to any touch my water comes right out of the tap into my plant. Love it. The oh, I'm losing it. Fuck the water quality. Ye- yeah, yeah 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 it's a shit no no no. stop uh the water oh yeah okay so i understand water is harsh and you're running it through a humidifier so it gets clogged up with calcium can't you just fucking rush some clr through that yeah you got to just maintain it you, like yeah run- yeah could you because like i can't imagine if you'd
2: chris i would avoid it altogether i put tap water into like my my tap water comes out at 485 ppm so it's like really really oh, hard oh, yeah. and I, I put that into my RO system, like back in the. The oh no, misspeaking here. I put that into my humidifier back in the day, and just white fuzz are all over the plants. It actually ugh. clogs the the carbon filter. Yeah. Suck, believe it or not. Really? Like people okay. Have a lack cool. of airflow. It's because their their humidifiers are emitting right. this this uh, water vapor, which actually has a calcium in it as well, and then it clogs the carbon filter. Cardinal believe it or not
0: yeah no, i so never I put it
2: all together i do ro some people will do distilled yes you take that i out. think that's probably more expensive <laughs> um kidding. but i have an ro system and some people i know somebody in the chat here saying it costs you three times as much because you're putting the drain line when, when you're putting that water through the filter for every gallon there's about three gallons going to your drain line but is it really wasted if you're taking that water from the drain line and using it elsewhere Right. A lot of people use it on their outdoor plants, for example. That's what I do, is I'll take that drain line and put it into uh, the outdoor plants, and they seem to be fine. Big brain shit. That's a good idea.
1: That way, it's still not wasteful, but you're getting the use of it that you need to use. Very good idea, Chris. I like that. And is even if it does go
2: down years? the drain, it's uh, going right back into my local water municipal system. Um City so water. I guess maybe wasting energy, but not really wasting water.
0: I'm so thankful my town's got so Like, we got a beautiful water plant system. So I don't have to have anything in my house. It's all done before it gets to my house, you know?
1: Yeah. See, that's the good thing, too. You know, people who live in, in rural areas can battle it by using fucking, uh, you know, depending their well water, depending on the, the system there. And, but if you live in a, a big city, or depending on where you live, and that water treatment isn't as thorough, as we say, you know, I'm in Michigan, so we know Flint, shout out Flint um it just more times than not i've gone through so many humidifiers because of just using tap water so it's i, I always now consistently am using ro and now i've just been using the drops of balance in mine and uh it's it's mandatory for me i don't want to like waste m- machinery and equipment versus i know water is important too but it's like this shit winds up in a landfill and just sits there
2: quick sad story and Hello? that relates to all this is my RO system, the membrane actually failed on it one time. So the water coming out of it was pretty much tap water, the same PPM. I was putting that in my humidifier. And unfortunately, I saw what uh, somebody here in the chat had mentioned, D-Squad, said he thought he had pottery mildew because it was that white buildup. Well, so, I yeah. had planted in flowering and the plant was covered in whiteness. I, I oh threw out the God. plant. Like I, that's, ugh. It's not, really isn't it? About smoking that? Oh, yeah. yeah I that's, killed,
1: this is, that'd be just as bad. I killed headbanger and fucking all my, my best shit because this is exact reason. This is exactly why, like this is, this is what I should have started this out with is I killed my whole ass crop thinking I had powdery mildew when it was me being ignorant and not specifying with my mom when she was putting the fucking, cause I'm her caregiver. I'm like, Hey, could you just refill the humidifier? She's Like no problem, honey. I'm like, Love you mom. Well, I didn't specify to her that Hey, use the filter, you know, make sure this shit's clean. And so for a week, This was being done, and I come back in there, and I've got this white substance on my leaves, and it wasn't, I'm going there without my glasses, so it wasn't powdery mildew. It was calcium buildup. It was only afterwards when I'm seeing a plant that she didn't kill that she kept outside, and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. I just killed my favorite shit from being ignorant, you know? It's unfortunate, but it happens. You live and you learn. Unfortunately, the plants didn't live.
0: I would toss them too, though, because I sure as hell don't want to smoke cal- smoke calcium any more than I want to smoke powdery mildew. Like that's just my opinion. So, yeah, yeah, that's make sure that again. This is another reason why we don't apply anything in flour. Um, I, I personally like, and that goes for you know maybe a water application. For crying out loud, you know, um, if if you have, I don't know, uh, pH water works for like a maybe like a mite. I guess if you're trying to just pH trying to get rid of them and something. Um, again, water could have a harmful effect on your flowering plants. So something to take in consideration. And there are products out there that claim to use in flower. I don't believe them. I simply do not believe them. So. you well, we technically can use anything in flower. Yeah, you can.
1: Sure you, Jeez, can. Sure you no. can. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Like that's, that's the thing, man. It's like, it's really, uh. Yeah. It's buyer beware type of shit because not every company is putting things on there specifying for the main thing is we've got people who are putting products out and it says it can be used all the way up until harvest and they're not letting you know that it's a product that you can rinse off of your tomato or something. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's not a lot of specifically made products for our kind of plants. The ones that are out there usually say don't use in flower, period. You know? Other than the ones we're just trying to get that bag and they don't really care about it
0: we answered jalopy joe's question here
1: uh you remember the epi with that famous robe <laughs> shuffle i didn't have a hat on
0: oh jeez! Okay. Yeah. nobody wants to see my bald head Nobody wants to see my emo hair, so. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs>
2: <Woo>! <laughs> so we're good. No, we're good. Probably not. Episode yeah, the where so none wrong. of us wore hats. It would just the comment section would just be. In exploded. fairness,
0: it would. Right, it would. Uh, in, and we all shaved with no hats. Holy <laughs> crikey. Who uh, are these guys? Who are these guys? Remember, when we got our photos done in Vegas last year. Uh, none of us wore hats. None of us wore we hats did. for our photo we op.
1: We did. Just you. No, I didn't. No, nope. None of us is you. Nope. Me, me, me me and me Chris. Every picture I got, me and Chris got no, hats. No, no, in our
0: suits. In our suits afterwards. No, I didn't I had my hat on for those, but when we were in the on top of the parking garage in our suits, we didn't yeah. have hats. For sure. Yeah. I had
2: hmm. I thought we did. No, sure.
0: Really? You, did. you didn't, no. We as in you and you. Didn't, didn't have hats. I swear the photo with all three of us standing there? No way wait you have hats hmm. on in our suits. Really? Bro, like huh.
2: Maybe we did,
1: yeah. Now I'm now I'm losing fucking confidence. So, I'm pretty sure we
2: didn't. I'm pretty sure we didn't, but I, I can't remember. The photos right here. Let me look.
1: I, oh, well,
0: okay. the evidence is coming out. will when, when, when you think about that. Our facts guy. Me and Walt, well,
1: you bring a lot of bro science. Oh, No. And then Chris brings facts. No. Okay.
2: Um, if you haven't Rob figured it out, Rob we are also... Right. Oh. Me and Rob are wearing hats. Hold and time. I didn't get no hat. Oh,
1: I remember I took right. off my hat, and then like Chris didn't take off his hat, and I'm like,
2: I thought so I remember you getting photos of hats. Is this not
1: like a Pledge of Allegiance thing?
0: So what happens when we hire the photo or the photographer. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> they would do whatever what we want. The our mom isn't in involved.
2: Off our yeah.
0: Um, guys, this mm-hmm. is a Q&A. Do you have any questions? Do you have any questions in regards to either a gardening, growing, lifestyle, token, smoking, joking? Phenomenal growth asks, fellas, is there anything about gardening that seems more like a chore now than enjoyment? I'm a new grower and every time I can do something in the garden, I'm always so excited after growing for years and years. Does this excitement wear off and become more of a thing that you do just for quality product? Rob, what do you think? Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. The passion's there when I've got new genetics and there's something cool and I'm pheno hunting when it's the same routine, it becomes a factory and you just want your good weed. Now the passion, it's going to be for everybody different, but like I'm a busy ass person. I've got two kids. I'm a full-time dad. Well, I mean, split custody, but, like, I've got my kids all fucking week, you know? Then I've got Jiu-Jitsu, which I can rarely make it to. Emerald Hills RP, which is our GTA roleplay server. Three fucking shows on four shows on YouTube. Director Marketing for a company in Michigan. Uh, once in a while, I like to just sit, you know? That doesn't happen often. And then I was maintaining two gardens, now I just got one, but... I never stop growing because I do have a passion of of having dank weed. I like to see the growth. I like to do all that, but it's a chore because not everything is just like easy every time. You know, like I don't grow the most you know commercial savvy cultivars. I grow shit that's a little more finicky and takes a little more effort and a little more routine changes that come into play. And it's like it's not easy. I mean, I got my, my doors closed. You hear my son coughing. I'm sure, but I've got my son who's Sick at the moment, home from school. There's always something going on. So, when the garden comes into play, I need to have it simplified and easy. Otherwise, it becomes a fucking headache. And it's not something I always look forward to because I'm like, shit, then I got to go transplant tonight. I got 20 fucking plants I have to transplant this evening. Literally, I'm speaking out loud. I've got 20 and I have to transplant. So, I'm not looking forward to that. But feeding them? Yeah. Training them? Yeah. Harvesting them? Yeah. Trimming them? No. So, it all just, you know, it depends on the person, you know, but I love. Herb, I'm. I don't think I'll ever stop because the masses don't like what I like, so I'm always gonna have to grow what I like for myself. This is what it is.
2: I think Mom it only later. really feels like a chore for me when like I don't have it in my schedule. Like my lights turn on. I have my lights running on at night, so they turn on at 6 p.m. and then uh, Max is leaping off. My lap <laughs> Bye, Max. <here. laughs> Bye, Max. Um. So HR. my lights will come on at 6 p.m. and if I'm like out, like sometimes I'm over my girlfriend's family's house. And then I come home late later at night and it's time to go to bed, but it's like, oh crap, I got to go in the grow room. Oh shit, today's transplant day or, oh no, I need to do defoliation. So it'll feel like a chore then. But if I pre-plan things and schedule things in and I actually have it on my calendar at 6 p.m. Every night I go into my grow room and if I have it all listed out and ready to go, then I can kind of get into the mood, get into the mindset of, of doing it and get kind of more excited around it. But yeah it can at times feel like a chore when it's not planned in is kind of the short answer there for yeah. me
0: 100 percent, you really really nailed it for me gardening we, we kind of lightly talked about this right before we went live and we were mentioning you know it's is there is there any reason to grow still we were thinking about whether what well, we, that would be a conversation a topic it, it, with with the great weed that's really on the market. and let us know in the chat if this is something you, you really think this is a conversation of discussion um you know with the with the plethora of weed the plethora of dispensaries the the cultivars that are being dropped it's like and at the price I, i can buy an ounce of weed for 75 bucks advertised as quad a if you will and it's pretty damn good like i'll be honest with you it's pretty damn good and and that's canadian those are beaver coins so that's probably about that's about 55 60 bucks american And it's good weed, hard, solid nuggets. And you know, you ask yourself, you know, if it's as stressful as you might be asking, you know, or telling yourself, you know, I have to do this, I got to do that, and it's wearing me down. My wife hates me because I'm always in the garden. These are things you got to ask. Is it worth it? Are you still getting that return? From your from your passion and and to me, Chris kind of knocked the nail on the head there when he said it really comes down to scheduling. The reason that I I, I still grow is because this is the first thing I do in the morning. I get up, I, I get ready. I either have a shower, uh, have some breakfast, or or at least a morning shake. I go straight to the garden. It's the first thing I do. It's and it takes about sixty minutes, maybe a little bit more every day. And I do just that. If there's transplanting to be done, not now you will never catch me dead growing 22 plants. You will never catch me more than like maybe three or four. Uh, and then that's only at the beginning. I might do like six to get them germinated. And then maybe like we're going to have mail. we're going to call one or two. I might at most have four or five. Um, but but that's for a reason. First thing in the morning, I only have an hour, hour and a half. I gotta be able to manage that time. And it's my zen time. You know, throw on your favorite Taylor Swift, your Miley Cyrus, whatever it is. And man, you know, you you got your balls flowing to the wind because you're naked and it's it's a zen. It's a moment of peace. And that's 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 a moment of therapy that I don't have to pay for. And that that time is is time to myself. And I'll I enjoy that. But does it become a chore? Yeah, uh, no matter what. And like Chris said, if it doesn't fall inside that time frame, that's when it's going to become a chore. I hate harvesting. I hate trimming. I hate, you know, all that shit that's going to take longer than that one hour and a half at the first thing in the morning. That's, that's it. So, have you tried yeah. the
1: Trimble yet? AC's Trimble?
0: No. I haven't, no, I haven't harvested. I haven't oh, harvested really? since, since. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Sled dogs. It took longer to get yours. I long forgot. time. Yeah. yeah. Long sled yeah, dogs. I got mine like right before your harvest. And mine was a few weeks out yet, so I was like, right. "You should be good." And it's like, "No, right. oh, I forgot sled dogs." Mm-hmm. And see, I think another gripe for me is, I don't. My garden's not in my house, so it's not like I'm just walking in the other room. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a caregiver grow, so I'm at another space. I'm growing at. We'll just we'll just say that. And it's a little bit uh, not right. Easy it's a chore. You know? It's a chore. It's if a though, fucking you know, chore. Yeah. Winter, and I got to fucking go out there and deal with it. It's not fun. You know, it was easier when I was at my ex's when i used to live in my old place because i'm right down the street now it's a little bit not as easy but it's like i don't know it is what it is i'd rather have the weed i like i've smoked three months and i'm not satisfied at all
0: i like i like d squad's <laughs> analogy that says you know, it's like asking if we should stop making our own dinner since there's lots of great restaurants uh-uh. you know there's, yeah. there's it's a really good point it's I, I do enjoy having someone else make my food However, I, A, can't afford it. B, I do enjoy making my own food. That time in the kitchen, listening to music, it is, you know, it, it, it's, it's a moment. It's a moment. And, you know, and you can have your most creative moments when you're doing something zen-like, you know, whether cooking I come or up with some of my best business
1: ideas when I'm in the garden, I swear. Like, the, us collaborating, no joke, Was I was in my garden with three really different cultivars that had a really even canopy. And you know? I was like, it's crazy how these work together so well. And, like, it gave me that, like, fucking Mr. Miyagi analogy where I'm like, man, we're three different cultivars. And totally different done. phenotypes. But we can make an even canopy. Boom. And it was, dude, like, just shit like that when you're in a different mind state. You're out of the busy and you're into the, the static, so to speak. The garden is dynamic, but it's static because your plants are stationary. They're not moving. You set it up how you want. If it's stressful, like, my st- stressful because I got too many fucking plants. and was pheno hunting. And now I'm trying to get some in the commercial space. La-da-da-da-da. Caregiver grow. I'm not just growing for myself. So it's, it's a little more stressful sometimes. And it's not necessarily a situation where it's always as rewarding. Because if I harvest shit I don't love, like my last harvest, everything was fruity. And I didn't fucking like it. Like it all came out very lemony and berry-like. And it was like, for me, I don't like that shit. But some people love it, you know? My mom loved it. So that's great. But then it's not rewarding for me. All that work, all those months... Now I got all these cultivars that I just want to purge. So it really just depends uh, how you look at stuff and how you set it up. It's all your choice, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. what a great q and A. I I was worried there at the beginning, the, the first question being the skincare routine. I was like, oh, what is this QA going to be? So it actually I knew it would be a turned banger.
1: Into, <laughs>
2: yeah. Turned into some really good questions there, and I uh, appreciate everyone in here that are, we're asking questions here on twitch twitch.tv slash from the stash every single thursday we are here so i encourage y'all on youtube to swing by sometime come hang on with us i want right. to give a
0: huge huge shout out to our boy behind the scenes man wink is the guy who's got more than links he's got good looks and a huge presence uh, mashing those buttons with the You, keys you out with the big talk <laughs> ladies present man uh <laughs> Jesus man this show is is what it is because this man uh is an absolute legend so huge shout out to wink man we really do appreciate you brother thank you guys so much man i think that's all the time we have on behalf of myself chris rob this is from the stash wink in the back we're out of here man
2: peace out everyone